Remember to check out the Kelly and Company podcast when you have time. Subscribe using your favorite podcatcher. Just do a search for Kelly and Company or AMI podcast. You'll find a whole bunch of stuff. But our show, particularly, folks, when you take a listen, you can hear the show in its complete form. The Kelly and Company podcast experience where we throw on the audio vanity card at the end. Or you can listen to the feed of the show. Yeah, man, believe me, you can listen to your favorite segment parceled out or maybe a missed one you came in while it was half over and want to hear it again subscribe to the kelly and company podcast feed and away you go enjoy it and while you're in there if you don't mind give us a rating and review i'm kelly mcdonald with ramya muthan and on fridays we like to get to our app update this is where we learn and chat a lot about some things going on with the tech world john beeler joins us to do this and john we have a, a variety of things to talk about as always starting with walmart so we may not be experiencing empty shelves anymore because uh, walmart is using ai to keep the shelves stacked did they start this yeah, already? Well, they they started it uh, with a pilot program in about 70 stores, and uh, now they've expanded it to all stores. And uh, this is a really interesting thing that I think is really going to change sort of the retail experience, not just at Walmart, but I think other places as well. Um, One of the things that they're doing is they actually have cameras uh, pointed at the shelves, so you actually get a a better sense of how much... uh, of that product is on the shelf. Quite often, uh, when you go to uh, a retailer like Walmart and you go to their website and it says, oh yeah, there's two left in stock, that doesn't take into account things that aren't actually on the shelf. They could be in the back room, they could be in the returns bin, they could be all kinds of different places. So now the idea is that these will actually be much more uh, accurate, real-time stock quotes as far as what's uh, in stock. But it also gives uh, Walmart some really interesting data thanks to the artificial intelligence angle. So they can actually start to predict when certain things are a hot commodity, maybe the weather's changing, so all the you know the summer stuff gets more popular, those kinds of things, but much more granular levels of stock notifications as far as well. Those that run on these types of things, we need to order more sooner than waiting until it's actually out of stock before they order more because there might be a, a lag. So it's really going to help their stores stay on top of it, as well as the staff having a better uh, amount of time to actually stock those shelves with the certain things. Because as you can imagine, having to take inventory all the time makes it really challenging mm, for them brutal. to like mm. guess what's in stock versus having the computer to always knowing what's in stock. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially if you have a new order come in or returns, it's going to take time to clear those, get them set, and stock those shelves. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious about, though... What's going to happen if stuff – Walmart is notorious for just people just dropping things wherever. You know yep. what I mean? Like it's <laughs> bad. I, yeah. It's the first place I think of when I think of stuff like this. The organization of um, products and then you know you go somewhere and then you just find this random thing that doesn't belong there at all. So I, I wonder how AI is going to respond to that side of it. That's an interesting aspect because, in theory, these cameras Mm -hmm. will notice that there's something there that shouldn't be there. That's right. So it could alert an associate to go and, hey, there's pickup on aisle two kind of thing. (laughs) And, and, you know, I also wonder, John, if they had to, and I'm sure they learned all this through the pilot project, how you now set those shelves up, whether it's an angle, whether it's a specific position that, or where you're putting your cameras that deal with that said shelving and products and how much do you have per camera per, per product. So like, you know, it's hard to believe to think, well, okay, if you're talking about shreddies, 
are you just having a Shreddy's camera for the different ones that the AI can tell? Or can AI absolutely just sort what's down that aisle if the camera was in the right place or that section of aisle? So I'd love to know what, they, what they've discovered with that, to how to do it. Because in theory, it truly makes sense that AI is looking at the box and, and uh, through the camera and finding the same things that scanners do and all that when we go through. Yeah, although not all UPC codes, for example, are right. on the front of the boxes, no. right? So, so I have a feeling that that question is probably not going to be answered because I'm sure Walmart is trying to keep this technology close to their chest. Yeah. Um, Amazon, if you recall, has something very similar where they actually have stores and, and certain uh, even Whole Foods now. You just go in, you scan your your either your palm or your uh, credit card or even your Amazon account. And you go in, grab what you want, and you just walk out. You don't even go to a checkout anymore. So they've got a lot of technology that's watching the shelves. They have weight systems, so it's like a scale, so it can tell that someone took something off of it, plus like a huge array of cameras. I don't think Walmart's quite there yet, but I imagine that's sort of where this is all going. Yeah, I'd imagine down the way you'll be able to literally run in, grab what you want, go, and it will know, Kelly, you took this, this, and this. That, that it will have that technology to know and instantly bill me or if I set up the account right, just withdraw that or charge my credit card. Uh, I would imagine for those when you get when we get that care, that security, that trust, um, it'll surprise us that that ability is there and what we're willing to give up. Well, and the technology is here now. I mean, facial yeah. recognition mm-hmm. can be employed sure. as you walk in. And it tracks you the whole time. You don't even have to touch anything. You no. just pick yeah. up the goods you want and walk right out. We're not quite there yet because I think there's also a, a shift that the consumers have to understand because it still feels like you're shoplifting even right. though you're not. <laughs> yes. so. or, or too much of your info, too much. What do you mean? You know, people coming in, what are you shrugging for? I don't, I'll pull my hat down. I don't want that camera to see me. Well, what do you mean? Why not? It. Oh, yeah, I guess so. That's yeah. the aspect that... Um I always think about first, you know, how does this affect me as the yeah. consumer? But you should, though, because yeah, we're so quick, as Danielle McLaughlin says, to say, oh, this is convenient. I'll give up my rights right. to security and safety. And any part of it, you know, like when you're talking about the AI, going back to the original um sorting right that ai is using that's not changing my experience in in any significant way if i walk into walmart things are going to feel pretty much the same right but you know a lot of other things if we're uh, having a question okay but how about accessibility now how about what happens when i walk in will i be able to find people there anymore are robots replacing all the people at walmart that kind of thing is a totally different discussion yeah but i but i think the going back to the original uh, point of this uh, topic though is you might not even have to go to the store because you're going to know before you leave that that product isn't in stock. Exactly. So you can save that trip yes. in theory. Yes. In theory. And you would also think that as this goes on, when you go in, especially if you start learning where things are, that with the same technology, you can GPS whatever you're looking for and literally almost find it. And with our technology, those shells are never going to be, in theory, uh, more than half empty, let's say. Um Deepfake Audio has a, a tell, a telltale here, I guess you'd say. Uh, John, I don't know if that's the best way, but uh, researchers, they have figured it out. They can say they can spot it. Yeah, well, th- th- there's a big problem that's sort of been brewing for a little while now where deepfake audio and video, for that matter, right. um, basically puts words and makes people say things that they didn't actually say because the technology has gotten so good that 
only with as little as 10 or 20 seconds of source audio, you can train a, a system to mimic your voice. Now, the big, easy thing to think about with this is yeah. the downside to this is what if I called uh, Ramya and said, hey, I'm Kelly. You need to go and buy me some gift cards for Google right now. And you didn't actually say that, but Ramya thinks you did because she believes that's you on the phone. And she goes and does that and then gives those codes to Because it's so typical of him for asking for gift cards. That's why. I'm just such <laughs> a generous thought it was him. person, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, this actually not again. This, 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 this has actually happened uh, at, at where I work. This. Oh. Well, not, not with the audio. With emails, yes. you'll get a fake yeah. email, right. and yep. and then someone will just like, oh well, it's it's a email from the boss. But now, if they're actually calling you, and you don't realize that it's actually a, a, a computer system and not the actual person, there's a lot of potential for abuse, fraud, yeah, all kinds of trippy. illegal activities. But what these researchers have figured out, and now this isn't going to necessarily stop the fraud; it might just forensically help after the fact right. is the fact that when you do train a AI system for these deep fakes audio, the way that humans actually talk, what the mechanisms in our throats and how our the airflow happens, those types of things, the breath of, uh, of speech, for example, those are all things that are very unique to humans. And the computer actually doesn't have a proper uh, system to, to mimic that because mm -hmm. how we speak and if I take a long breath and those kinds of things, those things can be sort of emphasized by people doing an impersonation. Right. But the actual audio recording will show, and a computer system can detect this, that that person didn't actually breathe properly to make those words. Wow. So hmm. it's, it's a really interesting sort of take on this because this yeah. is becoming a bigger problem. And because nowadays uh, these systems can almost be in real time. So if I'm having a conversation with you and I have the ability on my computer to type my response and the computer will instant, almost instantaneously spit out me mimicking Ramya, mm -hmm. for example, you wouldn't be able to know other than maybe there's a slight delay in the time it takes me to type what I want to say. Um, but I could at least maybe have a conversation and that's only going to get better when they start automating those things to mm -hmm. respond yeah. to things like that. And so this is an interesting way that, you know, and I don't, I don't know what this is going to lead to. I mean, in theory, this could maybe your phone will have some kind of software built in that will detect that this isn't a kind of like how your spam filter detects. Yes. This might not be a legitimate email. Mm -hmm. This might not be a legitimate call because the speech pattern is sounds it's uh, off. Computer, yeah, it's something's wrong right. with this picture. See, uh, so at least it, the red flag will go up. If you had enough audio of a person talking to create that, if someone's intention was to do that, or or people around you that you're you you would almost think that a person's pattern could at least be picked up enough, even down to the breathing uh, by the way they talk, not just the timber. And even if if with the program you could add. Sounds of breathing or, or whatever. Yeah. Again, you know, it, it, where it's, where it's, where it would seem that this is where this person does that. This is what I'm afraid that leads to that someone says, Oh, really? Well, there's a way to beat that and sits there figuring oh, out oh, how yeah. to actually lift those breaths off of recordings of people. The, the, the thing is, it's not so much 
hearing it. It's looking at the waveform right, and right. realizing that, yeah, it sounds like it, but yeah. it doesn't have the same level of drop-off that mm-hmm. a, a human breath would have. And and the only people that would be able to see that would be the computer systems themselves. Yes. Or so, even even uh, down to the same line or wherever. For like they, they would be able to tell, is it the same even even service phone service all the, there's so many little things that we're probably yeah. not even thinking about that would rat out the, you know this kind of scam yeah 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 john I just want to get to this last one um just give us a quick update on starlink reaching 70% of canada this year says elon musk yeah this is a really interesting development with starlink they have about 3000 uh low earth satellites up in the sp- up in the sky right now and they've just brought satellite internet to antarctica and what has happened as a result of that uh elon's basically said that by doing this we now have a a a, a constellation of satellites that pretty much cover the entire planet now mm. they're adding more satellites but basically the 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 nice thing about uh, Starlink is that if you live in a remote community or say you have an RV, you can actually get a Starlink system. So you can have satellite internet. That's really good, better than some people's home internet um, anywhere on the planet, almost anywhere. Um, Right now it's only probably about 30% of Canada, but by the end of the year, Elon says, because they're deploying more of these satellites and they're using space lasers, which I just love saying that word because it's (laughs) a fun word to say. They're using, um, lasers to basically uh, send from a base station up to the satellites to basically broaden those sort of dead zones. And there he's claiming that he's going to have about 70% of Canada covered by the end of the year. Wow. This is marvelous, mm. let alone mm. quick. Yeah. How quickly this stuff is advancing. And uh, we know what this means, right? We, we hope it means better equality and of internet for people. Yeah, especially rural or people who can't afford. But yeah. you just think about how much space stuff is up there now. Oh, my God. Whoa. Space lasers. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much, John. <laughs> it's fun to say. It is. It's our new favorite Friday word. John Beeler is joining us every Friday to talk app updates. And space lasers. Yep. Coming up next, folks, the Helen Keller Center is building a new housing complex in the Toronto area. Karen McGee, she's here in a moment to fill us in on all the details. We'll talk to her in two minutes.